Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And welcome to the AEW Dynamite preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture. Join my little Dudley Michael Hamler from What Culture. Look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. Michael Sidgwick sadly off ill today. Get well soon, Sidge. Uh, but before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Called Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube, mm. where we do daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review AW Dynamite, but also AW Collision, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT, to put oh! pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete a quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Michael Hamlet to look ahead to Dynamite tonight. The first Dynamite with the rankings, I suppose. Ooh, I hadn't even considered that, but maybe, yeah. Like, so we got it snuck into collision, yes. I guess. Um, I haven't really had a chance to get your thoughts on this properly. I think it's great. We talked a little bit about this on the Q&A, but my longer form thoughts um, are that if people want uh, the AW that they fell in love with between 2019 and, like, 2021, I guess, like, at the real... Pure, almost, like, I didn't love 2019, but really, really loved 2020, and then I found 2021 to be perfect. So he just obviously spoke about his love for that specific period of February 2022, uh, 2020, excuse me. There was a prime era of AEW that didn't necessarily always have every wrestler um, winning a match, losing a match, winning a match, losing a match, winning a match, losing a match, where we had to, like, have this fastidious attention paid to every single detail of the rankings. But it created the philosophy and the idea that everyone within the company was working towards a goal. Uh, that goal was to win a title, but in order to win a title, they got to win a match. It was no more complicated than that. Like, every now and then, there had to be stat padding on dark and dark elevation, and sometimes it felt a little bit, like, not carny, but, like, cheeky. Mm. I don't know, like, uh, um, like a John Moxley or something. Oh, what the frig's he doing on dark? Yes. Oh, because he needs two wins. Just get him his wins. Like, ultimately, what it did was placed a restriction on... Tony Khan's head to do the work. Yes. He's Cody's own phrasing. To do the work. If you really want to show that you're a good long-term booker, it means that you put somebody in place months in advance and you work backwards to get that person there. The rankings were a great aid in that regard. I'm not sitting here and saying that I could sit down oh, God, and no. book a year's worth of pro wrestling within rankings, just like I couldn't book a G1. Right? The incredible maths and permutations that go into that. But the rankings force Tony Khan with his immense resources mm -hmm. and whether or not it's a team of people or himself or whatever or even just one of his magical spreadsheets it forces him to sit down and do the work and put the care and attention and thought into it long term whilst uh, letting some of the rankings help his short term booking out there is a story out there 
that CM Punk was a vocal detractor of the rankings. And there isn't much he gets wrong, or that I disagree with on a personal level as a fan, but I certainly disagree with that. Um, yes. I think, like, ultimately it was Tony Khan's decision whether to keep or get rid or whatever. But it was bad advice if he took Punk's advice there, because I think it was something that, as we've seen since AEW abandoned them, really underpinned, like, a core principle of AEW, which was to respect results and how much results mattered wins and losses like if you're on a winning streak of course it goes without saying that you're going to build momentum and fans are likely going to get behind your story or or not if you're a heel Mm -hmm. or whatever the losses were almost as effective as the wins because it was like well then how does a wrestler recover how does a wrestler get back on track there's a lot of stuff where i don't even think AEW scratched the surface of this by the way where a wrestler who isn't in the rankings can piss off the champion enough for the champion to be like you know what I'm going to give you a shot next week. I'm so sick of you. We're going to fight. Yeah. Rankings be damned. And then let's say, let's do this right now, right? Let's say Samoa Joe is a champion and not Hook because he actually, if you look at his record, has a pretty good one. But give me a baby face from the AW mid card who is neither here nor there nor anywhere. He's just like floating along having matches. Uh, Okay. Let's let's do this. Let's let's test the line. It's time to play the game. Let's use the principles of rankings, see if we can book something half decent out of our ass. Samoa Joe is the world champion, and on a dynamite, he is said his piece, and then he's going to his car, and then just because he's feeling like a bit of an arsehole, he walks he walks through the locker room and he happens upon well, I was just looking there, and I was thinking a name I could pick. Mm-hmm. I, just I can't see my laptop screen, so I automatically go to Mark Briscoe because I just want to put him in the title picture. Great, perfect. Right. But if not, I was going through. We'll keep Mark Briscoe in the back of the mind. So we're going to stop. Stop. Picking all between uh, one and five. Four. That's Stokely Hathaway doesn't work. So three uh, from the same row. Oh, Dustinger. Still doesn't really work. Two. Sanjay Dutt. We'll do right. a different, we'll do like a different Mark level. Briscoe, Mark Briscoe, right? <laughs> so Mark Briscoe is there. And, uh, like, Mark Briscoe stood with somebody else and Samoa Joe's like, oh, um, really great to have you here, Mark, but uh, don't forget your place in this now. Yeah. Like, don't forget who you are. Like, you're a singles guy on the come up at best. Like, your best days are behind you as a tag wrestler. I'm frigging Samoa Joe. I'm the king of the world. Yes. I'm the king of television. I'm the world champion. And uh, Mark Briscoe does not take this disrespect and he swings a punch and he has to be held back or whatever. Next week, Samoa Joe comes out and be like, Mark, mate, I'd love to give you a title shot, but I can't help noticing that you're languishing down there in the rankings. And Mark Briscoe's like, all right, I hear you. Mark Briscoe starts putting a string of wins together on television and Samoa Joe in the meantime is feuding. Let's keep it right now. He's feuding with Hangman Page and Swerve Strickland, but Mark Briscoe is building up wins along the way and you want to see him on he's like he's not even fifth but you want to see him working at the top five so he gets a match on dynamite he uh they announced on commentary um that tony khan has granted mark briscoe's wish to get another match on collision because he says he accepts what samoa joe said about him as a singles wrestler the c2 didn't go too well for him but he'll work his way up to a title shot and then he gets himself up to number two nearly up to number one he's going to win that last rankings and then in the match itself Samoa Joe himself <gasps> screws Briscoe out of that title shot and Briscoe's like right 
in the back of the morning, pal. And the person that's taken there, the ranking spot, is Hangman Page or Swerve Strickland, and off they go to the pay-per-view. Samoa Joe gets through that triple threat match or gets through that singles match because Page and Swerve just can't wait to get at each other, and Samoa Joe escapes in one piece. And then next week on Dynamite, so I was like, well, like, guess I'm all out of challenges again. And Briscoe comes out on the stage, he's like, Joe, I'm still here. And Joe's like, Mark, I'm still looking at the rankings, mate, <laughs> and you're still nowhere near. And they used the person that beat Mark Briscoe in that match. I need a heel. <laughs> Jay Lethal, he said before. You give me Jay Lethal. It's like, who's on it anyway? I heard Jay Lethal. <laughs> so Jay Lethal and uh, Mark Briscoe, who of course have got all this lore anyway, right? Like Jay's like, listen, you don't understand, Mark. I respect you a lot, but... Like, we've been in this world before where Joe is at the top of the ladder. Remember Ring of Honor? Remember when I used to hold that belt with pride? I've got to beat Joe. Remember who the hell I am? And Mark Briscoe's like, you've not been watching the TV, pal. I've got to beat him because I need to kick his f***ing ass, <laughs> right? So they have this incredibly heated Dynamite main event where it's basically 1v2 in the rankings. Mark Briscoe finally prevails over Joe Lethal. He is, uh, Joe, Jay Lethal, excuse me. There's a lot of Jays and Joes and Mark. And he's finally number one in the rankings. And Samoa Joe says, well, I guess I'm going to have have to face you then, Mark. So you get Samoa Joe versus Mark Briscoe for the world heavyweight title. And oh no, heartbreak. Samoa Joe beats him and he's like, just like I always told you, Mark Briscoe, you are simply not it. Back of the line. Yes. And then Mark Briscoe's like, well, what the frig do I do now? Then you've just got six months of a comeback story where yeah. it gets another go all round again. I have made that up on the spot, beat by beat by beat by beat. And professionals in their job can do things 10 times better with 10 times more emotion, with so many more overlapping stories, yes. by the way, when you get the setbacks of defeat and the glory of victory. Um, the fact that there are more titles complicates it somewhat. Yeah. But I would argue that Monday Night Raw showed you how to do that. Gunter's got the Intercontinental title proudly over his shoulder and wants to win the Rumble and win Seth's belt as well because he just believes he's better than everybody. Mm. Just put other champions into the rankings. The rankings should exist for the benefit of the top, top champion. Like, if you're the international champion, and that right now is Orange Cassidy, and you're not winning as many matches as some singles contenders, why? Let's mm. explore that. What's yeah. going on? Like, it gives every character a purpose. If you're, if it's a ranking of 100, and you're 100th, like, and you can't get off the bottom of the ladder, like... How debilitating is that? What are you, what's going to happen to turn your form around, to build your confidence? I just think it, 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 it takes all this thought, but it can benefit literally every wrestler. I believe every wrestler should want this because if they're looking at that rankings on that website and as a shoot, they don't like the number they're at, then get the gears going, yeah. get the creative that earns you more time on television. Sorry, Miro, by the way, you're going to have to lose some frigging matches, mate. Like the... <laughs> Like, I apologise, John Moxley, that you're picky at who you get pinned over, but if it isn't your time anymore, yeah. time to take a step to the side. You know, if there's um, a trios ranking, for example, because we have a trios division yeah. now, like, so many more wrestlers can l assess their situation as singles and think, should we pool our resources and become yeah. a tag team? Should we pool our resources and become a, a trio? And then all of a sudden you've got stories in those divisions that have been kind of barren for good angles in the last year or so. I'm a rankings guy. I hope it works out. I'm really, really rooting for it. And the beauty of it is, obviously, it's the start of the year, effectively. We're only three and a bit weeks in. Because mm -hmm. um, I had my issues with when they first sort of hinted towards a triple threat between Joe Swerve and Hangman. I was like, why is Hangman's name in that conversation? He's awesome, and I love the new character that he's brought back. Yeah. But he lost to Swerve yeah. via shenanigans, but he lost to Swerve regardless. He lost his last big match on pay-per-view. Yeah. 
Um, he's lost to Swerve twice. Yeah, and he yeah he's got a few wins on telly, but what does that mean? But the, he hasn't lost this year. No, and he's not like this is the point. I think Hangman Page is a great example at the moment for somebody that on the surface you would think well matched against Swerve, like Swerve's argument is. Mate, I beat you twice. What are you doing here? You yeah. do not have a right to be here. Whereas in the meantime, if you go and like do your homework on cage match, Hangman's racking up the wins. Yes. So both of those men have, are vying for the same title with a valid argument to fight for that title. And then all of a sudden, a three-way, if indeed that is the direction they're going in, is completely justified. Again, we're not. I'm not forcing AEW at gunpoint to be like, no, Hangman must beat Swerve, otherwise this doesn't make sense. Just have the wrestlers talk their legitimacy into existence of it. It's a work, pal. Yes. Like, make me buy it, and I'll buy it. And Joe, because he's, you know, sort of uh, pure good <laughs> Hangman Page, pure evil, let's be honest, Swerve Strickland, yeah. home invasion, child threatening, etc. Joe's kind of in the middle there. Pure, no, pure neutral Joe. Yeah, he, he's I beloved. Can't say that. Pure neutral Joe. I couldn't say that. He's beloved, but he did kick the crap out of Hook after he beat him last he's week. He's He is, yeah. But he's, you know. So in his mind, he could think, actually, a triple threat kind of works better for me because these two are going to want to kill each other so much mm-hmm. that I'll get out of here with the championship. Yeah. It's or, like, uh, and he really could as well, by the way. And like, credit, credit where credit's you to Tony Khan, it's sort of factored into tonight's show because mm-hmm. they're both in action, Swerve and Hangman. Yeah. Uh, Hangman Page looking to climb the rankings, I suppose, against Penta, which will be a fun match, but does it, it both matches feel like matches that the contenders should win, obviously. Yeah. Um, Hangman and Penta, uh, it's tough, right? This is, this is one of those matches that you would have... Um, just like cooed over in mm. 2019, early 2020, because back then we didn't know what we know now, which is that Penta has a level, both as a tag, like I, I, there was a point where I was really, really wanting them to split the Lucha Brothers yeah. just to give both of them singles runs as like babyface Phoenix and a heel Penta. I just think both those ships have sailed. But yeah. like the best you've got is the Luchas as a, a tag team. Um, any apparent luchadors can be a random trio <laughs> assortment, which is like less than ideal. But whether I, you've worn a mask or seen the film The Mask, yeah, <laughs> welcome, 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 welcome. Um, I Penta does a Canadian destroyer in a creative way, but it's not enough to put Hangman Page away. He gets his victory to make his point that he's on a roll, he's on form, and he's in championship contenders form. We've got a game for us in a second. Mm-hmm. But I feel we should talk about Swerve's match as well. Yeah. Um, because he's taking a, on someone who's back in the dynamite dimension, Ooh. man. Yeah. Jeff Hardy. Right, yeah. Um, Short moaning now, then. Well, I guess I've, got, I've spent a lot of time in the complaining-ass bitch dimension, so I guess I'm going to move back to TV. Check it out, man. I'm a spooky ghost. <laughs> <laughs> we got a Jeff button. Well, we already had a Matt one, I suppose. Um, it's because he said he felt like a ghost when he was in WWE. I don't quite get the booking of this. Um, Swerve, well, I do. It's a win for Swerve Strickland, right? So Hopefully fuck. not having to take a bloody rough swanton in the process. Oh, yeah, we don't want his stomach caved in ahead of a big pay-per-view, do we? No, he beats Jeff. But wasn't Jeff Hardy versus Darby Allen part of this, the Hardy boys met a heel turn? Thing they're doing. He was like, uh, yes. It wasn't like like when they absolutely beat the dog out of each other on Dynamite the other year. That was almost done with this like code of honor of we're known as the people that are willing to kill yes, ourselves as a yeah. cause. This one on Rampage was Jeff being a bit of a twat. 
and Derby getting the win in spite of that. That's what I've heard. I mean, I didn't watch Rampage. I mean, who does? Of course uh, not. But, but I'm joking, but you know what I mean? It's, yeah. If like, it was more so, prominent, you put it on Collision, no? So, well, yeah. And or you wanted it to be more, I don't know. Like, Jeff's whole deal is at the moment, he's kind of being a bit of an arsehole, but you're not as big an arsehole as Swerve Strickland. I think you say as your brother. It's right, yeah. <laughs> We're going to get a spot where Jeff rolls to the floor and uh, Prince Nana does the dance and Jeff dances back at him. He, like, mm. uh, and then Swerve beats him with a stomp. It's just not, like for me, I would love to see Jeff Hardy get the extended Dustin Rhodes treatment and just Swerve <laughs> just obliterate him. But it doesn't, like maybe that's what it is. Maybe Jeff gets this match, loses handily, and the Hardy Boys go back to Rampage and like, man, what the hell are we still doing in this dimension? And then Matt's like, you lost, Jeff. <laughs> what? I didn't even know I was found, man. <laughs> and that, like, that because every time they get an opportunity to, like, get their heads back above water, they get beat because they suck, and that's the story, I, I guess. Like, so, yeah, Swerve wins. Um, maybe there's a couple of cool spots. Maybe this is one of them sort of wish-fulfillment things where, like, we have to remember sometimes that some of Tony Khan's booking is because... Something as daft as Swerve will have said to him, you know, like Jeff Hardy was one of my idols growing up. It'd be amazing to work him. And Tony goes, okay. Like sometimes things yeah, happen oh, because absolutely. of that reason. And maybe that's what it is. I can't pretend I'm super excited about the match, but I Swerve gets the win. I still don't want the uh, three-way. I would rather Swerve and Hangman have to fight each other for the shot. Okay. Personally, but oh, it looks like a three-way, doesn't it? And um, before we move on... It's time to play the game! What did the AW rankings last look like? Oh, right. Uh, I guess I'm going to have to get in a time machine and I think about that. I'll say... Give you some some champions and stuff, if that helps. You want to try and guess contenders, top five contenders? I think I'd stand a better chance of guessing the champions. Was the women's champion Thunder Rosa... Hang on, there's buttons for this. Tag champions. So what we, from memory, we know who the tag champions weren't, and that was FTR. (laughs) Because they would have been quite high in the rankings and getting nowhere near, number one, getting nowhere near the title shots. So the tag champions in 2022. God, I used to be so good at this. This used to get me through. End of August, if that changes any of your opinion. End of August 2022. That's the one I stumbled across when I Googled AW rankings. I'll give you a clue. They're not together anymore. Uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. No, dear, that's wrong. Um, Still waiting on the old blow-off. Oh, swerving our glory. Bingo! Um, Number five, The Guns. Number four, number ten, and Evil Uno. Number three, Bucks. Two, Acclaimed. One, FTR. Yeah, and Acclaimed ended up... uh, Did the Acclaimed... I think they did the thing where, like, the Acclaimed beat FTR... Yeah, to get the title shot, and it was like they're getting better quarter hours, so they get the match, they get the shot, and yeah. Uh, well, so Thunder Rosa would have. I mean, the women's rankings there, bloody hell. Tony Storm kicking around. Bingo! Number one. Bingo! Number two. Oh, oh, right, okay. Um, Ruby Soho. Nope. Not too early for Soraya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Serena Deep? No. Hikaru Shida? 
Dara Shida was four. Uh-huh. Jamie Hayer was five. Oh, of course. And Athena was three. Wow. As a baby face at the time. Because, yeah. of course, DBS champion was... Jay Cargill. Yeah. Light years ago, man. Light years ago. Different world. Men's champions. You've got three titles here. Uh, world, TNT, All-Atlantic. So world would have been Mox or the Punker, yep. depending on where Mox. it falls. So Mox, number one is Punk. Is Brian kicking around in there? No. Um, 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 uh, hanger? Number two. Kenny? Not in there. Oh, 2022. I oh, know, because he wouldn't have come back, would he? He would have been just about to fart around in the trios for a bit. Oh, yeah. With his um, like the compression vest stuff on. Awesome. Uh, MJF? No, not even in the top five. Hmm. Because they had the, when after Brawl Out happened, they did that tournament, didn't they, where it was like the contenders. Hmm. A name you've already mentioned earlier on in the podcast. Uh, Jay Lethal. Number four. What? Uh, that's insane. Yeah. Do you want to guess the champions, TNT and All-Atlantic? <sighs> All-Atlantic pack? Yep. It's not even the All Atlantic anymore. No, nope. um, and the champion TNT uh, Derby. No, he's number five in the rankings. Miro. No. Oh, should uh, Sammy Guevara. No, in in action tonight. Scorpio Sky. Oh, sorry, I was doing TNT. Somebody who is in action tonight. Yes, Wardlow. Bingo. Powerhouse Hobbs, by the way, in the rankings. This, yeah, that's like that seems. This is the point, right? There used to be a lot you could track in AW, and 2023 sort of melted my brain. The promotion yeah. is still young enough that a lot of this stuff should just come to me, and I feel like 2023 is like they, they churned through so much that, that I feel like the rankings would bring back a bit of much-needed stability. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We saw Barry the lead um, because tonight on Dynamite, 
It's Adam Copeland versus Minoru Bloody Suzuki. Wed. Lovely this. Lovely. I speak quite often about the feeling I remember when AEW in its like earlier days would just drop drop a graphic yes. that would knock me out of my chair. The it would be all I would be able to think about until Wednesday night. It was such a wonderful a wonderful time, but a wonderful feeling they were able to conjure up. And Tony Khan had this ability, not just because, like, well, he had a massive wallet is one reason, <laughs> but, like, he had this ability not just to be able to bring some of the talent out of absolutely nowhere for you to see, but also pair them against people that either made you squeal with delight at how weird it looked or uh, basically bring to life some fantasy booking that you'd had, or even just simply answer the question of what if wrestler A fought wrestler B, what would that look like? Mm. So many times, all of these combinations made for that. And this, I would say, is a bit of all of them. Not once, not once in my miserable existence have I thought to myself, eh, I wonder what Edge versus Minoru Suzuki would look like. <laughs> yes. But perhaps I would say more important to where AEW is at in 2024 I think it's been a while since anybody really in their guts asked, ah, what would Suns, anyone versus Minoru Suzuki look like? Yeah. I feel like they were overplaying that card a I little bit. I think that's fair. It was definitely a while where, like, Suzuki, what? And then you, he got a bit familiar, or matches similar to Suzuki's got a bit familiar, and you just went a little bit, okay. And it turns out that one of the massive benefits of signing Somebody who's so, so WWE, even now, like he's doing the Copeland Challenge, he's, he's we're calling him Adam Copeland, and yet he's still such a WWE guy, isn't he? It'll be years before he doesn't feel like a WWE yeah. guy. Yeah. That this, this is some of the magic, the old magic that he's summoned. I don't know if the match is going to be a classic, but I'm not sure I care. Yeah. Right? You're going to get Kazanina Ray and then Harness Ray next to each other. Like, as entrances, that's yeah. good. There's probably going to be, like, a holy S chant before they even lock up. Uh, I, it's going to be weird to see Minoru Suzuki losing to a running cuddle. But I think he probably <laughs> will. Like, I want him to be put... Like, I love this move. But, you know, when Edge does the educator, that reverse sharpshooter, I want, like, the camera to panning hard on Suzuki and, like, a devilish grin to come across his face. <laughs> this... Lanky streak of piss Canadian trying to out-submission me. Yeah. And then somehow roll out of it and grab me in something and see the panic across Edge's face. Like, I want Edge to revert a little bit. Excuse me, Adam Copeland. But to revert to young Edge. You know, when he was, like, just turned heel and he was the ultimate opportunist and the rated-R superstar. And some of the magic about his matches with The Undertaker was that he would flip between, ha, I'm on top of this. I'm beating the dead man. And then <laughs> abject terror when Undertaker would get back to his feet. Oh, my God, what have I done? We don't have any moves. Like that. <laughs> You can summon that. Yeah, he's still got that like cheeky side that you can summon that against Suzuki, and I think th I just think that chemistry will be lovely. I expect Copeland to win, and it's going to be a string to his bow. Like they're both You've suddenly turned it up on the Cope Open. No offense, they started off with two two matches yeah. against you, great young talents, mm -hmm. but no one you ever thought would challenge Adam Copeland. Then they were like, All right, Dante Martin now, now Minoru Suzuki. You know, I bang the drum all the time about you know about wrestler you know. ages and about how fundamentally irrelevant the number is. Yes. It's not even just character ages here. It's match combination ages. This is another match where the combined age is over a hundred. Right? Like mm. Suzuki and Copeland, I don't know the exact figures, but they're definitely gonna be over a hundred. But this match 
is brand spanking new. Yes. It's as fresh as your baby son's arse after you've wiped it. It is, <laughs> it is absolutely box fresh. Uh, Adam Copeland versus Minoru Suzuki, and I just cannot wait to look at it. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. Do you want to guess the three words that Adam Copeland used to set up this match on social media earlier? You can guess one of them. Grit. Grit your teeth. Oh, okay, fair enough. Sort of paying homage to the grizzled young veterans, apparently. <laughs> but yeah, right. this will be awesome. Copeland to win. Main Should event, we... surely. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, Hamid's ha- hangman or sword, possibly. Could you see... Could you All fore- the trios titles, they're on the line. Could you foresee a situation where um, Christian Cage is on the ramp following, like, Copeland's victory over Suzuki... And he's kind of he's sneering a little bit towards the ring. Like, yeah, Copeland challenge doesn't impress me. And then he looks down the ramp and Suzuki's like walking and he starts marching towards the ramp. Chris <laughs> is like, I'll see you later. And he just bails out in fear. I like that. Yeah. And you get Suzuki versus Nick Wing. Got me butter, baby. I'm on a roll. Tremendous. I mentioned the titles on the line. Uh, the trio's titles being oh. defended. The acclaimed and Billy Gunn against Mogul Embassy. Oh, God almighty. Uh, but fresh off the back of the... Uh, Formation of the Bang Bang Scissor Gang on Collision. I, I mean, I'm making assumptions on Sidge's behalf here. I feel like I'm more into that than my esteemed colleague. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I don't know. I believe if he was here, I'd say, Sidge, what do you make of uh, this new supergroup? And he'd probably press this button. You're joking. Not another one? And I get that. Yeah. I do get that. But I sort of, I like... However this pans out, I like the Bang Bang Scissor Gang as mates because if I've said it once, I've said it a million times, you can't spell wrestling without S-K-I-T-S. Yes. But uh, skits. Let's have the acclaimed and the bing bing ging do funny stuff together outside the ring. Let's have some vignettes. Can we have uh, Jay White in an acclaimed rap video for the first time? Wow. Dropping bars. Like, what's that like? You know? Um, the guns. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Can we do the guns going to, like, uh, parent-child counselling? Yeah. Like, with a paediatrician, where it's like, we've been through a lot together, but we're trying to mend fences. Like, let's have some skits. Let's have some yes. bits. Let's do some nonsense, because I'm bored of this. Right? <laughs> I like that version of it, where they're actually trying to... Make nice. I also like the version where the entire time, can you really trust Jay White? Mm. Like, is he just looking at Billy Gunn as a big, tall, old dad that he's going to batter and force the guns to be like, are you with me or are you apparently back in love with your own dad? Because I thought I was your dad, if anything. Like, I, I like that. And I like that right now they've got a, um, a, a goal because it really helps the Undisputed Kingdom. Like massively, the Undisputed Kingdom like, need a rival that isn't MJF. Yes, they need a modus operandi, a beloved guy. rival as well. And the acclaimed and the Bing Bing Gang, the Bang Bang Scissor Gang—is that what they're going yes. by? Yes, they've just become the like the, the Undisputed Kingdom's raison d'être, mm-hmm. right? And that was much much needed. So I think this is going to be all right. I do. I've got a theory for this. I think the acclaimed and uh, Daddy Ass are going to have the match in the bag against the Mogul Embassy. Because without Swerve there, yeah. they're a bit of a, you know... Who cares? But, obviously, you saw um, the acclaimed mm. help Bing Bing Ging win mm-hmm. the titles last week yep. via preventing of shenanigans, via yep. stopping Prince Nana getting involved. I think 
because as part of this, and it factors back into your skits of like, that's not how we behave. Mm. I think Bang Bing Gang might interfere when it's not required. Like, cheat to help. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. They're, and they're, they're like, just no, 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 we don't. I appreciate that, and we've won. Yeah. And maybe they don't realize a bit like the Bing Bing Gang didn't last week mm. until afterwards, and they go, no, 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 no. Stop other people, but we have to win clean. Yeah, that's nice. Like, sorry, it? I don't understand. Teaching the Bagman Gang to be baby faces. Yes. And, like, what you get out of that is, like, they start to, it's learning. But then Juice Robinson comes back and knackers it all up because like he's just the old cheat still and he's like, Oh, I've got like I'm gonna like absolutely like run in steaming with a steel chair or something. And I know Juice, we're doing really well. <laughs> also really like the idea of Juice Robinson when he comes back interfering. You need a really thick <laughs> opponent or slash team mm. who goes, right, mid match is still going on. Maybe a tag match, let's yeah, say, yeah. or a trios match. Was he having enough of that juice, Robinson? Oh my God, he's there. And he's just looking at me. But for some reason, he's not seeing me coming. <laughs> and they go to spear or do a really brutal yeah. high-speed high move. I like the spear because I like this. I think I like where this is going. Uh, but it's actually cardboard juice, Robinson. And a bit like when they used to draw a tunnel on a yeah. rock in the cartoons. And they go, well, I think the road would have gone that way, if anything. <laughs> go full pelt at this. So you, what you're pitching to me is J&G's versus the Outrunners. Oh my god! You've done it. No, the outruns look stupid. Put it on Revolution. I don't swear. That's sports gloss you're looking <laughs> at right now. If you're anything like me, and I know I am, <laughs> it's one of the best lines I've ever heard. Um, you mentioned the undisputed kingdom. Mm-hmm. Wardlow takes on Trent Barretta tonight. Sorry, Wardlow beats Trent Barretta tonight. Uh, aye. Um, it's good that Wardlow's wrestling. It'll get him up the rankings again. I it suppose will. he's he's meant to win the world title. For the for, UK, yeah. Oh God, bro. Oh, <laughs> what was it? Were you doing a bit of a pledge allegiance and national yeah. anthem there? God bless our gracious King. Um, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I do want the best for Wardlow. This is a weird emotional response to a character that I once held deep affection for. At this point, it makes sense, I suppose, on paper. Yep, a member of the Undisputed Kingdom taking on a member of Best Friends. Because in now five weeks, that's going to happen for the international title. Aye, uh, that's it. The 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 overlaps are there. Um, I Roderick Strong is going to beat Orange Cassidy, so that theoretically folds in the Best Friends. You're right. And Wardlow gets the win, um, and he does it in dominant fashion, so that you can see that he's um, as we've already seen. To be fair, like fully restored by the virtue of his new friendship in the Undisputed Kingdom. So, uh, I, I, I do like this stable, this but... new I, role of his is heavy up for future champion. Yeah, like... What's that going to look like? What's the connection between AEW in 2024 and me when I haven't saved my pocket money in 1994? I don't know. There's a reason why we can't get four figures. Like, it's just not t- terribly captivating, is yeah. it? Yeah. It's not like I'm not rushing the box office to buy a ticket for Wardlow winning a squash. Yes. And I like in terms of preview, like, and the thing is, cause I think Trent's in the middle of quite a good run. Ash is in my mouth <laughs> and the match may over deliver, even if it is still an extended Wardlow squash. Yeah. But I, again, this is why I'm in favor of the uh, bang, bang scissor gang. Cause I just don't think like this undisputed kingdom thing just, limped out the blocks 
And I just think it kind of has this, it's not like, it creates this malaise around everything they're attached to. Like, and Wardlow wears it, literally. He's just out in his, like, tracky pants, isn't he? Yeah. Like, shout out to the lads on Grapple. Um, I think it was JP or Benno, about, like, just looking like he's, like, nipped out to the spa to get some snacks in, like, on a Sunday morning, hungover. <laughs> like, the trackies and the sliders and whatever. It's just, like, fine, because maybe, like, now he's in a happy place. Yeah. I just... And you don't have to go back to wearing the suit. No, no, yeah. no. He's, like, super comfortable. Aye. That was very much a product of him being MJF's henchman. He's not a henchman now. No. He's a henchman. Oh, absolutely. I, I just... It's not there yet, is it? No. It's like everybody. I think. I think maybe I'm maybe I'm speaking out of turn here, and I'm I, maybe I'm not speaking for everybody anymore. But because he's from this like original sect of AW wrestlers, there's a proper like Kevin Keegan. We're still fighting for this title with Wardlow, isn't it? Yeah. You want it to come good because you believe it can. It's a bit like Braun Strowman getting screwed up over and over again by WWE. It's like, but he's massive. Yeah. Like, don't make him a train. <laughs> I just, I. Uh, I'm going to need AW to show me that I can get excited about Wardlow, but I want to. Mm, I think the, the problem with Braun is, I, w- I won't want to call him stupid, um, <laughs> but I would say Braun. And then run away. Scram. you got a report card here. It's a D for dumb. He's stupid, he's stupid. It's like like dinosaurs. No brain, little arms. <laughs> Fell out of this, uh, stupid tree and hit stu- every stupid stupid branch on your stupid way down. Are you all right, Jane? I'm slightly confused here on my notes because there is two. <laughs> David Seaman. <laughs> I agree. Two women's things advertised for this show. Jesus, I honestly, my heart nearly skipped a beat there when you said two women's. I thought, is this the week of no, all the no, weeks? No. Um, timeless Tony Storm and Diana Perazzo are going face to face, which should be a load of fun. Yeah, considering how Diana's like, I'm gonna get your ass and take your title, mm-hmm. and Tony's barely learned what her name is. Yes, although she revealed on Collision, I do know who you are, but I'm gonna be- meet you, beat you, and then eat you. Great was what she said. Mm-hmm. That's going to be fun. And we've also got Thunder Rosa versus Red Velvet. Great to see Thunder Rosa back in singles action on Friday, it was. Yeah. No, Saturday, bollocks. I for collision, yeah. No, it's um, Thunder Rosa and Red Velvet is, again, obvious winner, obvious loser. Thunder Rosa gets the victory. Red Velvet's return thus far, well, has been limited to, like, only one or two matches, to be fair. They've both had, like, recent comebacks. And, again, they're both of that. Both against people who just come back. She faced Dionna. Yeah. And she faced, yeah. yeah. Like, they're both of, um, like... Which is a nice detail, by the way, because if they are trying to do something with Red Velvet, it's like, I'm facing all these people that are coming back, and I'm the one on the losing end. Where's my heroic comeback story? You could actually tell a story here about Mm. that. And again, rankings are great, because if that's her thing, then she needs to find a way to kick out, and she's having to watch all these other returnees pass her by. Well, she could turn heel and team with Sky, and then you could have the one night of the year where Red and Blue combine. Blue Velvet. (laughs) Uh, We have fun. Thunder Rosa, meanwhile, gets the win. Like, again, the rankings returning, if indeed they are. Is this going to be in the slot, though? We're not going to play Ladies Night because there's no Sige. Yeah, of course it is. Definitely, definitely. Like, well, to be honest, this is one of them dynamite cards where, like, the whole show is the slot. But, like, we like that last quarter hour before the main event, definitely. But Thunder Rosa wins. Um, I'm going to be positive because if the rankings are indeed coming back and you've got Thunder Rosa racking up victories, f- to win a title that she never lost 
which is great, yeah. against Tony Storm, a wrestler that she does, slash will definitely have chemistry with. Um, they must have wrestled. I can't be forgetting a match there. Oh, no, because Tony Storm won the belt when it was interim, when Thunder the Rose yeah. were injured, so they were lining her up for it, and maybe that never happened. But their chemistry will be great. There's your story, by the way. Yeah. Thunder Rosa, you only became timeless as a history-making world champion because I wasn't around yeah. to stay as champion. So you've got a great story there sitting in the background. Meanwhile, Tony Storm and Diana Parazzo, yeah, I'm looking forward to this tonight. Diana Parazzo has done a really good job so far of helping this Tony Storm character exist in reality. Like that, just, it was such a simple way of saying it. Like we used to be sisters. What the frig has happened to you? That's how a human being that knows Tony Storm in real life should react to Timeless Tony Storm. Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa teamed, of course. I just yeah. checked the cage match with Hikaru Shida. That's right. Thunderstorm. Yeah, oh, Thunder was, uh, Tony Storm yeah. was still a babyface, wasn't she? That was her last match. That was Thunder mm-hmm. Rosa's last match before she went away. She was still a babyface, it, but it was like there was always this like tease that they were going to wrestle for yes. the belt eventually. But yeah, so Prazzo has like it's just been so great. It's this like common sense like moment of t- Tony. Timeless Tony Storm's past that simply cannot reconcile. Like we've all, and it's quite it's part of the fun. Renee, uh, Luther, Mariah May, everybody that exists with Tony Storm regularly, uh, Riho has just had to sort of go, "Oh, you're this now." <laughs> yes, right. But just get on board with it. RJ City, the, kind of the originator of yeah. all of this. Whereas Diana Prazzo is like, "All right, you are this." But I know for a fact you used to be that. Yes. And that's part of the fun you can have with Timeless Tony Storm, kind of going into a deep denial loop about the fact that she used to just be a wrestler rather than a film star in the 50s. So I welcome this. Uh, Parazzo and Mariah May pretty much booked their own match when Mariah May made a debut a couple of weeks yeah. ago, a match that I think looks pretty great on paper, by Hell the way. Yeah. I would say maybe this books that. Like, this match tonight finds Diana. Diana really starting to unpack this timeless Tony Storm thing and not sell for it and not say, look, when you're not running away, when you're not on Luther's shoulders, he runs away. When you're not throwing shoes, when you're not lost up in your own head, you're a pro wrestler and you're not just a wrestler, you're a wrestler I can beat and I can beat for that title. And then Mariah May is like, no, no, no shut up. She is more than a wrestler. She's timeless Tony Storm. She's da, da, da. And Diana's like, you're a wrestler too. And if I've got to beat you to get to her, yeah. I'll prove that. And then you book that for I've Dynamite. Got to beat her body double. Yeah. And and this is great because we know Tony Storm doesn't watch wrestling. So she hasn't yet seen that Mariah May the other week was like, I'm not a messenger girl. Yeah. Like, but now Diana can put she can spot that weakness and she can put Mariah May on the spot. Like, I'll just beat her understudy, shall I? Understudy's like, a great line, yeah. And, I, and Mariah May can be like, not her understudy. And Tony Storm's like Get me out of here. I'm sick of these two. And then you have this pretty great looking match between Parazzo and Mariah May to set up the title match itself. And Mariah May getting so close allows for like a build up interview where Renee's like, you know what? If you beat Diana, are you going to want a shot? And then all of these questions start getting asked for the first time. And and it's, I I like it's, it's, I've been a fan of this Tony Storm stuff more than I haven't. I think it's like Mariah May was key to it. It's opened yes, up it's opened yeah. up some like side quests and some character motivations that I think weren't quite there with Tony Storm. So I'm into it. And if Diana doesn't win the big one there, she could easily not immediately, but Definitely not immediately. You have to make that win point. the TBS title. It's not you know, it's not a case of we've brought her in and she's just a loser now. Rankings. Like and again, it's it's all based, it's all, all of this good faith and optimism is rooted in the idea that it isn't just right. Well, there's only the only feuds we have in the women's division are over belts, 
and without them, you are or meaningless. Or when they try and have a relationship that both willing people are keen Oh, on. yeah, yeah. Consenting relationships. Got to get them apart. <laughs> Got to split them up. Uh, finally, we heard a little bit from Nicholas and Matthew Jackson. Oh, yeah. Last week, who said mm-hmm. they're going to pull some strings to uh, get the dream match with mm. Sting and Darby Allen. In the interim, there was a little video package that seemed to intimate they might go after tag team gold. Great. Is that the direction that they're going to head in? Tonight we get Sting and Darby Allen to speak, but there's still a fair few weeks before Sting's retirement, and I don't know whether you'd want to see the the tag titles being hoied on that retirement match as well, whether that's overkill or, or what. Right. Here's the rankings conversation that we don't need to make up, yeah. that we don't need to pull out of our ass, right? I I saw a bit of a divided reaction to the Young Bucks return last week. I'm cautiously optimistic. Yes. I think Nicholas and Matthew is a little bit Vince-pilled. Stevie, but he's a heel. He's Stephen Richards. like (laughs) Steve Regal, but he's posh. He's William. Like, long names are bad. You know what I mean? Like, sort of, if Austin had ever been this stuck-up... He'd have been Stephen Austin, that kind of thing. So, I, like Nicholas and Matthew was a bit Route One, but I do like elements of this new direction that they're going in. The knowing Arsenal EVPs. We not we didn't first speculate on the rankings officially coming back, but we noted with interest and glee that Sting and uh, Darby's tag record was being used to pepper up feuds. Yes. That's like yet another mention of the rankings and how important all these wins are and how this team has never been beaten. I love the idea that Sting and Derby, now that that's out there, that was the Carl- Don Carlos family wanted to be the, the one in 25 and 1. Yes, or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's out the way. It's out. Sting and Derby speak tonight, right? And uh, they say, you know, Don Carlos had a good point. We have never lost and revolution is coming up. And uh, Young Bucks... Like, we know who you are, and I've got all the respect in the world for the Young Bucks. This is Derby, obviously. But uh, we deserve a tag title shot. It's been an honour and a privilege to team with this man. He's like a father to me, and I've wanted to be a son to him. And it would give me no greater pleasure than on his last night to sling a title over his shoulder one last time as we send Sting off into the sunset. And that's lovely. What a romantic image a picture he paints to get you in the mindset of, Darby and Sting winning the belts on Sting's last night. Yes. Like, not a dry eye in the house. Big Bill and Ricky Starks do not like the sound of this. And like, oh, it's not just a foregone conclusion, but yes, like, you are unbeaten. Like, the rankings are real. Sign the contract. Sign on the dotted line. Big Bill and Ricky Starks versus Sting and Darby Allen. We'll see you at Revs. See you later. Like, that's a, I think that's like a strong build to the match. <laughs> the EVP like, yeah, nice. We're having that, actually. Thanks very much. Like, if going to retire, Sting, it's going to be us. Uh, Rankins can kiss our asses. We're fighting um, Big Bill and Ricky Starks, and they cheat to win the tag belts, and they cheat their way ah. into the match at Revolution because Rankins be damned because we're the frigging EVPs. See, I've got it a different way. I, I agree with the, the way you've laid it out there, but I think they say, well, I've, you know, we will fight you. We'll defend our tag titles, right? And the EVPs don't uh, insert themselves into a match to win the titles before Revolution. Mm. They say, yeah, 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 you can have your, um, you can have your little tag title match, um, but we're EVPs and we've pulled a few strings, and that's going to happen two weeks before Revolution. So Sting and Darby Allen win it there, and they go, you know what? Now your card's free for Revolution. Oh, that's nice too. Yeah, and the the young bucks like Sting goes out on his back, 
and these awful EVPs are now like they've jimmied their way to the belts. Ah, they're both good. And Darby can go off and do Everest if he wants to do that, or or try and get revenge on the Young Bucks, like yeah. as a lone baby face fighting against the power, and they're trying to stop him getting like a world title shot mm-hmm. and blocking his route to the top of the mountain in a figurative sense because nobody can block that insane idiot's route to the top of a literal one. And he's like, I need another legend to team with to take on the Young Bucks and take the tag titles. Probably someone who has. I'd say at the same time. Three, two, two one. one. Jeff Jarrett. Yes. Always working our way back there eventually. And it's LTST because when he debuted, he busted wide open with a guitar shot. So it's like he's made me believe my own blood. Because Because it's good. (laughs) Because (laughs) they just like, listen, what are they doing? This is one thing we've learned about wrestling in the 2020s is that it was begging for the return of the penalty blacks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, penalty blacks, right? Hang the belt. Hang the. (laughs) It's a little bit awkward. Give me the belt and the hook. Where could I hook in the match as well? What action? One accident. Don't suddenly put this belt round him. Have I won? Hanging <laughs> <laughs> hook in a belt. Got off the rails with no seats. I do We've apologize. We've fixed it. We've fixed it. <laughs> Let us know your thoughts ahead of AW Dynamite tonight. On X, at What Culture WWE. Watch, take and follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at. Michael Hamflet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. Uh, send Michael Sidgwick your get well messages at M Sidgwick and X. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcast, a very professional uh, NXT review podcast went out earlier on mm-hmm. today, and we'll be back to review AEW Dynamite tomorrow. But for now, this has been the Dynamite Preview. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 